Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. kind of just continue in this prophetic message that I believe the Lord's given us for our church body here at High Praise Crestview. And when I believe what the Lord is saying for us as a church body, I've said this past couple weeks now, you know, I believe that the Lord speaks to churches and regions, not just, I mean, I believe that he, he can speak nationally. Don't, don't misunderstand me today. But what I believe I'm called to do as the pastor of this church is I'm called to lean my ear to the Lord of what he's speaking to us. And so, what are you, Lord, what are you speaking to our church? So the Lord began to speak to me, and he brought me to the scripture, and we'll read it real quickly this morning. If you'll turn there real quickly, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31 is what, where we're going today. It's in the New King, Chain, New King James Version is what I'm reading today. And it says this, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young, shall me- the young men shall utterly fall. Now, I always pause here because I want you to understand that sentence there. What Isaiah is prophesying here is he's just saying in the natural on your own, you fall, okay? There, there's falls that can happen. You get tired, you get weary, and all these things. Because then there's a great but there, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It means give new strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this word today. Lord, let our ears be open to receive what Holy Spirit wants to speak today. God, we ask that you speak in power and might. Not let it be, not let it be my words, but let it be your word. Lord, I thank you for every ear that's hearing this today, every heart that's receiving of it. I think that there's transformative power in the word of God. There's transformative power in your spirit. So, Lord, we ask that today you do what only you can do through this word, through this message. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. We talked about how I believe it personally for our church, all of us, we all need to go through a season of waiting. You, we all need to go through, there, there is waiting that all of us go through in different seasons and different times of life. And many of us don't like waiting. That's like a cuss word for many of us. Like, you, I have to wait for that. And the Lord's definition of waiting is not our definition of waiting. Our definition of waiting is I'm stuck here, I can't move forward. The Lord's definition of waiting is this, I'm charging you, empowering you to move forward. You're not just stopped in a place. You're stopped in a place of empowerment. There's a charging. There's a waiting. And in that waiting, just like I mentioned with wireless charging phones, when you set it down, it gets power. And the reason that you're being empowered is so that you can launch forward into destiny, into purpose, into calling what God has called you to do. And, and uh, um, we went on to talk about the benefits of soaring. And I believe that all of us are called in this season personally to a season of soaring. Soaring above obstacles of life. Getting a heaven's perspective. All these different things. I believe the Lord's calling us to soar. And last week we talked, began to speak on corporately what that means. To run, and grow, uh, to, to run and not grow weary. To walk and not faint. 
I believe that's a corporate word for us. I believe that High Praise 2023 is going to be a year to run. We're going to run. I know for some of you, uh, you look around and, and it looks like we have been running. You see all the events that we, we do and we've had. And you're like, man, y'all have been running. Listen, we're going to a new speed. It's like we're, we're like, like, I don't know if I've ever seen the movie. Uh, this one goes to 11. Like we're taking it past the maximum possible. And the Lord, this is the great thing. The Lord can take us past our limits and still sustain us. That is the God we serve. The God that you serve is not a God who tells you to go max, full blast, go straight ahead, but doesn't sustain the power that you need to actually accomplish what he's called you to do. The God that we serve, there is always a supply. There is always supply, a sustainability. There is always a force that is continuing to push forward. Even in the midst of when your natural gets weary, I'll, I'll be, I mean, Pastor Chelsea and I will attest to this, and I'm sure there's other people in this room that you felt this before, but there's been numerous times i'll give you an example right now uh for the past two years pastor chelsea and i have been doing youth ministry here at high praise so we're pastoring and we're doing the youth ministry along with anything else pretty much you see in the building this year we did bring on uh gabby as a part-time staff member uh, at the beginning of this year and she's helping now uh with the with some of the kids and nursery stuff and some other uh, uh things that we do around here at the church but pastor chelsea and i have been shouldering that load as the church has been growing we've been doing that we've been pioneering and all this different stuff and we we're having to do youth gatherings. I know we look around today. We have some of the, our students in here and we love the students. So I, students, I want you to hear me today. I'm not, I'm not dogging on you. Okay. Like I, I, I love you, but, but this uh, in January, we were talking about this year and what we're going to do this year about everything. You know, we're, we're growing and we're trying to do more events. We're trying to be more in the community. There's so much that we feel God has on our hearts to accomplish. And in the natural, when we look at it, we're like, I'm getting weary just looking at it, you know? And I looked at Pastor Chelsea and I said, I don't want to do youth this year. <laughs> I'm just being honest because I am. I am very transparent. I said, I don't want to do this this year. I'm not, I, I, we can't keep doing youth. I'm not doing it. I love them, but I can't keep doing this. I can't keep, we, we, we can't keep doing this. And so it was on January 1st. We were in the pulpit. I was in, I was in the pulpit and Pastor Chelsea was and we were sharing, and I said, we pray for us for youth coordinators. And it's amazing how God works, because some, <laughs> nine times out of ten, you'd be surprised, God already has what you need, where you are right now, just it's hidden. And there was a couple that stepped forward and came to us at the end of service and said, Pastor Mike, Pastor Chelsea, you have your youth coordinators. And we were like, huh? Like, that fast? Answer to prayer? Thank you, Jesus. Right? So we met with this couple. And we, we told them, you know, just some of the expectations that we would have. You know, we, we, we would like to see monthly gatherings. We don't have to, ha it doesn't have to be, understand what I say is, for right now, it doesn't have to be super Bible-centric. It just needs to be fellowship and community-based community because they're getting ministry on Sunday mornings. Every Sunday morning they're in here. And I would like to see us evolve into some ministry stuff. We explained to them, you know, over time as, as that same thing we did with, we're doing with the men is we've grown a community. Well, now it's time to minister to one another. Well, I want to do the same thing with the youth. And as, as we're growing in that community, we're growing that tight-knit tight -knit friends, people that they can call on to be encouraged and stuff. Then we'll launch into some ministry stuff. And I said, okay. So we said, this is what we want you to do. Go home, put pen to paper on events and ideas that you have. And they sent us the list. I think it was Saturday or something like that. It was Friday or Saturday. They sent it to us. Um, it was last week, and I'm telling you, youth, y'all are about to have a lot of fun. Like, 
Little did we know, we had people that had served as youth coordinators sitting in the church right now. They've served in another church as youth coordinators. They were used to about the group size. Amen? God provides. They were used to about the group size that we have. That's normal for them. However, they're not used to what it's going to (laughs) become. But that couple is Ben and Kayla Welling. And Ben and Kayla Welling are going to be taking over our youth. Amen? They're right over here. They're an incredible couple. Okay, let me help you. It's uh, the Muffin Man and Kayla Welling, amen? If you come in on Sunday mornings and you enjoy a delicious Danish or muffin or whatever, that is Ben the Muffin Man Welling. He is throwing down in the kitchen, bringing us delicious treats every Sunday, homemade, okay? Uh, But they're going to be taking over the youth, coordinating here in the next year. And uh, they got some amazing events uh, planned. I'm talking about like Nerf Wars, you know, all kind of stuff. It's going to be a blast. And then after we go to the youth conference in Panama City, uh, they will be um, starting some Bible studies after that. After they get that ministry there in Panama City, a fresh ignition, we're going to jump on the back end of that. We're going to do some Bible studies with them. And so I'm just so excited about that because this is a fulfillment of God's word coming to pass is a fulfillment of prayer taking place and then God answering just like that. This morning, I can't give all the details right now, but I was praying uh, this morning and, and, and I was talking to the vision team and can I just go and tell you one of, the, one of the prayer points that we set forth at the beginning of our year, I'm talking about January 1, Jan- that's three weeks ago. We set forth the prayer point for the whole church. For those of you who have been praying, thank you. Continue to pray, but we are already seeing the Lord move in divine incredible ways that are ushering us in further into what God has called us to. We are already seeing God start bringing things to pass that we're beginning to pray for at the beginning of this year. And I believe by the end of this year, I'm prophesying by three quarters way through this year, we're going to see fulfillment. Amen. We're going to see fulfillment of those prayers. But I said all that to say this. I know that's kind of a long road. I said all that to say this. That is another thing that God is doing to prepare us to run and not grow weary. He's going to bring the provision that is needed to run to where God is calling us to run and do what God's called us to do without getting tired and weary and worn out. I don't want to be burnout. And the best way to beat burnout is to look to the people around you and realize that you have people around you that are going to help sustain and encourage you by the power of the Spirit that moves in and, in and through them. That's why we need community, amen? But I believe 2023, we're going to see great growth as we run. God's going to continue to grow what God is doing here. I read Isaiah 54 last week from the message. It talks about clearing lots of ground for your tents, about spreading out, think big, use plenty of rope. And it says, clear some elbow room for your growing family. That's literally what we did this Sunday. We said as we are moving around, this gives you more elbow room now. Because it does. When you walk in, it feels much more spacious. I know for some of you in here, you, maybe you're not used to this kind of message that's kind of prophetic and vision casting for the future, but I want you to hear me. I'm not, I'm not just sharing what I want to see. I'm sharing what the Lord is saying that he wants to see us do. And inside of that, once again, I've said this numerous times, but inside of corporate fulfillment, there's personal fulfillment too. Because we can't do corporately what God wants to do until the church starts doing personally what he wants to do through you. Okay, it always takes 
people's devotion and people's commitment to further the kingdom and do what God is calling uh, churches to do here in this city and in other areas. It always takes that. But we're preparing. God has us in that season of waiting. There's preparation that's been going on. Church Center app being one of those things. Bringing on our first uh, uh, part-time staff member, youth coordinators. Redoing the kids' room, which we did a while back. We needed that, that room for how much we're growing. How many kids' church kids are back there this morning? How many 6 to 11-year-olds? There's 32 6 to 11-year-olds back there right now. They needed that space because if you went back there before and they were in that small room, some of you kids' church workers know what I'm talking about. You're pulling your hair out a little bit, you know? It's okay. Ain't no shame. You were getting a little bit weary. But listen, we, we, we made a room to where they have more room to stretch out so they're not slapping each other upside the head every time they move, you know? We're making room for our kids. We're making room for generations. Uh, our, our worship team continues to grow. Eli played again with us this morning. That's his second time playing, amen? He's doing phenomenal. That was his second Sunday playing with us. So our worship team is growing. God's doing, he's on the move here and now in this church body. He's preparing us for what he is about to do. He's been preparing us for what he's about to do. And I believe, high praise, it's time to run. But it's not just time to run. I want you to, the scripture goes on to say, walk in, not faint. That's where I want to pick up today. That was all kind of review. This is where I want to pick up today. Walk and not faint. The only way to walk and not faint is to walk in accordance with Galatians 5.16. If anyone knows what that says, it says this, walk in the spirit so you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You wonder why I know that scripture? It's like it's locked in here because I taught kids church. Some of y'all need to go teach kids church so you learn the Bible. But it says, walk in the spirit so you shall not, we used to do, walk in the spirit so you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, okay? There's some hand motions if you need some extra help in here, all right? When we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, which means we won't do things in our own might. We won't fulfill things We won't do self-fulfilling things that we want to see, but rather we will always fulfill and accomplish what God has called us to do. Fulfilling the flesh's desires will lead to weariness. I'm going to say that again. Some of y'all may not like that, but this is the truth of the word of God. Fulfilling the flesh's desires, always looking to just fulfill what your flesh wants, what that little voice is telling you. And then the other voice is saying, it's like the little angel and demon on the shoulder, right? Like, the flesh is saying this, but the Spirit of God is saying this, and you listen to the flesh. Listen, when you do that, it leads to weariness. It leads to being tired, frustrated, annoyed, confused. But I want to say as a church, we're committing to everything we do, let it be done by the power of His Spirit working in us and through us. Every single yes that we give, let it be according to the power and the Spirit of God that's working in and through us. Every single decision that we make, Lord, We commit today as a church to pray and ask you, Lord, what do you want us to do here? Is this a door that you are opening for us or is this the flesh's door? That is our commitment to this church body. And I believe corporately we should all make that commitment that we're going to pray and seek the Lord before we make any steps and any decisions. Because we want to be led by the Spirit. We want to be Spirit-led believers all the time. Listen, I've been telling Pastor Chelsea this a lot lately. Because there's some decisions coming up in the near future um, with uh, building and land and things like that. I was talking to someone else, talking to a few other people this week. uh, Pastor Dustin Smith, who's actually going to be with us. You want to go and put your calendar right now. Like, don't even miss this. The first Sunday in April, Pastor Dustin Smith's going to be with us. Powerful man of God. Uh, He wrote, I mean, he's an incredible songwriter. He writes with, I mean, 
Mav- Maverick City people. He's, he's writing with Brandon Lake. He's writing with these, you know, people that you listen to, maybe on Chris Tomlin. Uh, he just wrote with P- Paul Wilbur the other day, just right before I called him. And he's an incredible, he's not just incredible in that way, but he's got a word of God on, and just the presence of God in his life. And he's a family. He's, 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 he's all about family ministering together. And I believe that's just going to be a powerful time together on that Sunday. So the first Sunday in April, you don't want to miss that. Go put it on your calendar. You want to be here for that. Okay. Um, but I was talking to him, I was talking to Pastor Jacob Peterson, who was with us a few weeks, uh, I mean, uh, months back in June, uh, who just brought an incredible word to our church body too. I was talking to them, talked to Pastor Robert, we talked some, and I've told almost everybody the same, that I'm not worried about what will happen. The worry, if you will, it's not really worry, the concern and what I want to make sure of is not that will it happen the concern of what I want to take care of is, am I doing it in God's timing? Are we moving in God's time? We talked about this last week. In, in, in a race, there's a posturing that happens. And if you jump before the gun goes off, before the mark set, before the go, if you jump before go, guess what you get? False start. And guess what you got to do? Go back. I don't want to go back. I want to keep moving forward. Not to mention, if you fall start too many times, guess what happens to you next? You're disqualified. DQ. Out. You know? Like, you, you're not allowed to run. I want to be a church that's known as a church that waited on the Lord. Didn't try to, didn't try to make anything happen. We didn't, try to, we, we didn't try to twist some arms here and there. We didn't try to go dig from another place and bring people here. We didn't do any of that. I want to be known as a church that said, hey, we're here, waiting. I see all this other stuff going around me, God. We're still waiting. But you know what the great thing about God is? Uh, The wind of his spirit can carry you from destination A to destination B like that. That's both personally and corporately. We talked about that when you're soaring, eagles can fly over 250 miles per hour just like that all of a sudden. They're just soaring and they're gone. Like God can do that. And I believe that we're going to be a church that waits on the Lord. And when he says go, and I believe he's I believe he's saying go. If he's not saying go right now, we're on set like we're there okay and I believe we're about to just run and take off and do what God's called us to do to this city amen do you believe that today I'm not worried about the outcome but rather listening for the timing of God we aren't making decisions without a yes from his spirit we aren't not not going to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit so we can see growth but rather we're going to walk in the obedience of his spirit if we I'm going to be honest with you if we wanted to grow overnight we could Trust me, I, I've studied methods, and, and Pastor Chelsea has too, on things that work and things that don't work. I've seen churches do things, and we've done everything wrong. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> wrong. When I say wrong, I mean like church growth experts would spit on what we're doing. They, no, that's not, that's not how you do it, dude. Like, don't, definitely don't pray in tongues, okay? Don't do that. Don't ever pray in a heavenly language on a microphone. That's... That's for the upper room, the private place, okay? Like, that's the only place you can do it. Definitely don't flow in the gifts. Don't prophesy over somebody, you know. 
And before you even start, you should probably have about 30 people, 40 people who are coming from another church to help you plant this church. And I mean, these are things that, that church growth experts encourage you to do. Make sure you're doing plenty of social media ads and running plenty of money on ads and so on and so forth. And the, don't launch in the middle of a pandemic, you know, all these di- different things. Um, <laughs> we haven't done anything the way, we haven't done anything that walks in the flesh. When I look at what God has done, and I say what God has done, because it's all been done by his spirit, does he need vessels to work through? Absolutely. He does. He needs people that are willing. And Pastor Chelsea and I, and many of others that have been here since the beginning, have been those willing vessels that said, here I am, Lord, use me. And now you look around, and I believe today we have about, and this is, I, don't clap after this, because I'm not saying this for you know, we have like 160 in, in the building today. And that's incredible. Praise God for what he's doing. But I want you to remember that it's not about how many numbers we get in here. It's about is God moving still in here. I would rather have 10 people in here and God move in a mighty way than have 160, 200, three services, any of that stuff growing and our name be known all over the community. People know us as that big church. and blah, blah. I would rather have 10 people that know how to Tap into the Holy Spirit and what God is doing. Listen, mm, there is more numbers. I mean, there's more power in an effective 10 (laughs) that are working by the power of the Spirit than there is thousands of people who are working by the flesh. Hello, Gideon. Huh? Gideon, cut down your army. (laughs) What? Did you hear how many people are coming? Yeah, cut it down. Because this is what I'm calling you to do. And we've been doing what God's called us to do. And guess what? We ain't stopping, baby. We're going to keep being who we are and just do what God's called us to do. You know, we could cut services to an hour. We definitely could make the music quieter. That ain't happening. <laughs> right? Never confront anything. Oh, Lord. <laughs> make everybody feel just right and good. Now, obviously, we believe that. You've heard me say this numerous times. We'll accept anybody who walks through the doors. Anybody, I don't care who you is, you're welcome, I love you, but we're going to minister the truth in love, we're going to declare God's word and what we believe it says about different areas of life and uh, things that are going on in the world today, we're still going to declare God's word of what we believe the word says, but that doesn't change, that doesn't mean I don't love you, it just means I believe this, (laughs) and from that we're believing that you can be changed if you so desire, that the spirit of God can move in your life and change and what was once dead can come back to life, and you can be a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's how, that's how we live around here. That's who we are. But we're called to be different. We're going to walk in the Spirit so we don't get exhausted in our own strength. See, y'all are not going to let me finish again today. <laughs> we aren't going to grow weary in well-doing. We're going to reap because we faint not. We won't be those that throw in the towel. My dad's always said it like this. and I promise you I won't butcher it this time because I wrote it down. It says, throwing in the towel will only leave you with the memory of unrewarded labor. I want you to remember that personally and corporately today. When you throw in the towel and say, I can't do it, I'm done, I'm finished. On your, on your promise, on your destiny, I know for everything there's time and there's a season, okay? But whenever you just give up before God has you to where God's called you, you're, you're only left with the memory of unrewarded labor. Keep going, keep moving forward. That's who we're gonna be. We won't faint because we have faith in the vision that God has for us. 
said this last week, and I said it a little bit a minute ago. I can get through this. Y'all just stay with me for a few minutes. Running takes posturing. And every season has a different posture. Okay? So in the beginning of the race, they're in a posture of what? Waiting. But as you study, if you actually study running, there's different postures and different ways to lean your body in running. So there's a certain, I couldn't tell you all of it because I'm not a runner, but uh, there's a certain way that you're supposed to run in a marathon that actually helps keep you from growing as tired and also gives you greater strength and greater speed. And then right as you're at the end, there's a new posture, right? At the end of the posture, they normally do what? They lean forward to try to, if you ever watched uh, the Olympics or anything like that, they actually lean forward to try to cross the finish line faster, to actually just lean in a little bit. And we're going to lean in as we come to where God's called us to be. But Paul, I mean, Paul talks about, well, rewind. Running, we said this last week, running takes waiting. Running takes commitment. We're not just saying we're going to do things. We're going to do them. And running takes vision. You must have a vision to run towards. Paul talks about running the race with endurance and not getting tired. I believe we're going to run with a new grace this year. I believe in an empowerment because we know where we are running and who we're running with. I'm going to read this real quickly, Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. I'm going to read from the message this morning. I like the way this was said in the message translation. Chapter, chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says this. And then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters, which, by the way, for those of you who don't know our vision statement, our vision statement is to equip believers, build families, and further the kingdom of God. And soon, um, probably next week, we're going to have that large in the lobby right there. When you walk in and you look to your right, it's going to say equip, build, further, as a constant reminder of what the vision of this house is. And it says this, write it out, and it's going to be big block letters, so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait, and it doesn't lie. I'm going to prophesy this once again this morning. I said this last week, but we're going to run to orphans and widows. We're going to run to the hurting. We're going to run to the broken. We're going to run to the lost. We're going to run to families. We're running to this city. We're running to the needs of this city. We're running to those that are battling sexual confusion. We're not running from the people that are battling sexual confusion. We're running to the people who are battling sexual confusion. Listen, if... If you want to see people changed by the power of God, you can't be like this all the time. What are you scared of? I'm, I'm going to say what Casey Doss has said before. You afraid their sinner juice is going to get on you? Like, what are you afraid of? You can't witness to people without some sort of relationship. And I'm not saying they need to be your BFF and then you need to go out to breakfast and lunch and dinner and coffee all the time with them. But what I am saying is you can't be like this. Stay away from me. Stay away from me we got to run to people who are hurting. Run to people. We're going to run to those that are lost, that are unsaved. Is it just the unsaved that don't battle sexual confusion that, that should have the relationship with God? Is that the only people we're willing to look for? Mm. Praise God. We're running to Jesus. We're running to flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. We're running to flowing in miracle signs and wonders. We're running to growth and expansion. And we're running to the new things that God wants to do here at High Praise. There's a difference between having a vision and running with the vision. And this scripture yells of the importance of not just running, but running with the vision. You're not just running aimlessly. I don't know where I'm going. Like Forrest Gump or something like that. You're running with vision. You're running A vision with no action, though, is nothing but a dream. 
and just dream him. You got to put some action to where your dream is. A vision plus action equals realization. You want to write that down. Because that can, that can be for your personal life too. A vision with, with no action, nothing but a dream, but vision plus action equals realization. We have a dream for what we believe God wants to do here this year. We shared it with you on January 1. For those that are here, we shared all the things that we have planned for this, that we're wanting to do in the first half of this year. Our prayer points. We're praying for revival to take place, which revival at its core is an increase in faithfulness. It's an increase in faithfulness and giving. It's an increase in, in miracle signs and wonders breaking out. It's, a, it's an increase in restoration in families. It's an increase in our devotion to God. That is revival. We're praying for that. We're praying for favor and wisdom and guidance with our building situation. Among other things that we are interceding for, for this year, there's a vision that God's given to us, of things that he wants to do. It's going to take all of us to accomplish the vision. Amen? He didn't give us a vision just to sit with, but rather to run with. We want to be a place, I'm just going to prophesy this too. I, I want and we want, I believe the Holy Spirit wants, this to be a place where people are thankful that they came here. Because, and, and, and a place that they're thankful that there was a vision that was casted by the Spirit. I want people to come here, that come here, be thankful that there was a group of people sitting in this room right now that had a vision and dream for the future of the city. For the people that were to walk in, that already had saw these people come in and get saved, delivered, and set free. I want to be a place like that. A place where people are thankful that deliverance flows in this room and healing and salvation and freedom. But it all has to start with a vision of people that are running together. I think about already we're seeing some of this this week. I was texted by somebody in our church body um, where they have kids and they pray in the evenings and they pray at night before they go to bed. And that past Sunday we had a word of knowledge come forth about leaky heart valves and we began to lay hands on those that are dealing with that. We had four, uh, I think three or four people in the room that either knew of somebody or actively had leaky heart valves. And we're still believing for miracle when they go back to the doctor, which can be a different report, amen. But we laid hands on those, and their daughter was actually laying hands on um, the person as well. And uh, I believe she's, she's six years old, five years old. She's five years old. They said that they begin to pray that evening. See, this is what it's about. It's not about just a gathering. It's about a changing of lives. They went together to pray that evening before they went to bed. And their daughter asked to pray over their mom or mommy. And they said that she just went over. She didn't just hold hands. but She went over and she laid hands. And begin to pray. We begin to pray over her. That is what I want to see in every family. That's change. I don't gather just to get woo. I gather to be changed. Do I get woo? Yeah, I get woo. <laughs> but I also gather to change, to conform into the image of Christ. That's what Jesus did. He went around laying hands on people, seeing the sick healed, dead raised. He went around and did that, those things. I want us to be a church that does that. I want our homes to be a place like that. 
It can't stay here. It has to run into the streets, into our homes, into our families. But all of that is because, once again, we're running right now. We're starting to run. And I want to encourage you in this. As you look around and we get more full and more people come in, the load's not getting heavier. We're just getting stronger. Because God, God's going to bring the people that he wants to bring here, not just people. If you know what I mean? If we accept all people, we want to minister to all people. But I believe that God's going to providentially bring people who need to be here to help run with the vision that God has. We're growing stronger because of this law right here. There's a law called synergy. That is the interaction or, or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate differences. Well, there's a scripture that sounds a lot like that. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put what? Ten thousand to flight. There's strength in our numbers. There's strength in God being on our side already, but there's even greater strength whenever we come together in one accord in unity and reach our community, reach our city, and minister to those that are hurting and in need. Last thing real quickly is, so we said all the different things running takes, but also running takes, somebody say momentum. Hmm. Running takes momentum. This is a marathon that God has called our church to, not a sprint. In a marathon, you can't exhaust yourself. You have to find a pace that suits your breathing and what you can do. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to find that rhythm, that momentum, that, that pace that God has for us and do what God's called us to do. I don't want to be any other church in this city. I want to be high praise. We're going to run at our pace. Running is a rhythm that creates momentum. You cannot run without momentum. Momentum naturally begins to happen when you run. And then naturally, it literally naturally begins to take place when you run. The root word of momentum is what? Moment. 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 Momentum is created by a moment or moments. Meaning this, I believe the first few weeks of this year have been moments creating momentum to where God's taking us. I'd say the spirit of God has been so thick for the past three weeks, incredible flow of the Holy Ghost, just sensing of his spirit in this room. It's moments. Hmm. The early church in, in the book of Acts, they experienced it this way. They experienced it in an upper room, a moment that created a momentum that birthed the church. God is doing moments here to create momentum to birth what he wants to do in the city and in this region through a people that are saying, here I am, send me, Lord. What is the rhythm of momentum for us? It's the sound of his heart in his people moving forward and furthering the kingdom. The moment that happened in the early church created the momentum that still runs through us today and affects us Every day. What is the momentum of this house that will continue to affect lives of others in years to come? Remember, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so we are too, we're not called to just affect people this year. Even though this is a word for this year, we're going to keep running in 2024. We're going to keep running in 2025. We're going to keep running in 2026. We're going to keep running and keep doing what God's called us to do. We're going to keep moving forward. Who along the way are we going to change who, who, who along the way are we going to see God move and change their life through? The momentum of this house is going to be equipping believers, building families, and furthering the kingdom of God. 
Isaiah chapter 61, verse four, uh, 1 through 4 says this. The spirit, the spirit of, the, of the Lord, the Spirit of God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I believe this is what, the, what we're called to do. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the plant for fertile soil, the planting of the Lord, and he may be glorified, and they shall rebuild, ooh, I could preach this whole word right now, he, they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruins ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. I'm prophesying right now that, listen, though some of you, some of you lived here for a long time, and you've seen Crestview one way, but I'm prophesying, I'm decreeing and declaring by the word of the Lord that Crestview will be favored of God, that we will see the old city rebuilt, we will see generational curses broken off of people, we will continue to see what God wants to do in this city. This is what we're called to do. This is what we're called to do to our city because the spirit of the Lord is on this house and we're not going to be quiet about what the spirit's doing. I want to announce that, that, that no matter what the devil throws, he can't stop the momentum of his spirit moving through this house. I alluded to the playoffs earlier. You know, if, if you've ever watched any sort of sports, momentum is a word that's often used in sports. As a matter of fact, I own a game called Madden 23. And there's a momentum meter at the top of the game. And, you know, if your team scores touchdowns, momentum goes to your side. All of a sudden, team intercepts. Well, there goes your momentum to the other side. And that's what happens in the world of sports is that there's momentum to whoever is moving forward in their score. Whoever's gaining ground, whoever's doing better, if you will, for lack of better words, the momentum swings to them. A team that has a lot of momentum is, and is really on the move is very hard to stop. But I want you to hear this. In the natural, a team working together moving forward is hard to stop. But a team of believers moving forward in the momentum of the church is a thing that can't be stopped. It can't be stopped. Matthew 16, 18 tells us this. On this rock, Miss Donnie, you can come play because we're about, about to end this. On this rock... I will build my church. What's it going to say? And the gates of hell will not prevail. That simply means this. There is no power, no principality, no high thing, no devil, no person, nothing that is against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church that God plants in a place. The church that God calls to a certain place and a certain time, which we believe that we were called. We talked about this uh, two weeks ago. Uh, there's Kairos and there's Kronos uh, times. We live on Kronos, but God lives in Kairos. And as a church, we're deciding to be Kairos moment-led believers, an appointed seed 
season and an appointed time for everything that we do. So if God appoints us to be here now, that means this, that he on this, we are building this church on Jesus, the solid rock. And guess what? The gates of hell will, nothing will prevail that rises up against us. Every tongue that rises up against us will be condemned. Every single word that is said falsely about us, guess what? It's going to fall away. It don't mean nothing, baby, because guess what? God's put a calling and an anointing on this body to do something different than what this city has always seen. The Lord said, I sense this now. The Lord says, it's a new thing. Yes, yesterday was good. It's not that it was bad, but the Lord says that I'm doing a new thing that's going to be even better, says the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord says there's going to be greater growth come to this city. I'm prophesying right now. There's going to be greater growth that comes to this city. The Lord says that there's going to be greater things that begin to come to this city. And the Lord says it's all because there's going not just our church, there's going to be churches in this city that link arms together and say we're called to do the same thing. We're called to run to widows. We're called to run to orphans. We're called to run to those in need. We're God is going to do it because of a people. I believe it. Do you believe it today? It's not, even though I'm prophesying to our church, I'm prophesying to our church because I'm the pastor of this church. Pastor Chelsea and I, we're the pastors of this church. So I'm prophesying this to our church. But I want you to know, it's not just our church. We already link arms with many other churches and have. And we're going to continue to do that. Ministering to the needs. And I believe this year we're going to do even greater. Amen. I believe we're going to minister to people because high praise. It's time to run. Put your running shoes on. Get ready. You ain't seen nothing yet. We're just getting started. Greatest days, we sing it all the time. The greatest days are still ahead. I know we're year two and a half. I told Pastor Chelsea on the way here this morning. I said, who would have thunk? A year two and a half. I don't think we're quite a two and a half yet. We'd be having to have this conversation of what are we going to do with people? Where are we going to seat people? Where are we going to put people? What are we going to do with our building? 2021, I definitely didn't think at 12 people in the room. I didn't think of that at all. Anything was in the near future, I figured probably this lease would be up, we'd be out of here, and then we'd have to find something else, and then maybe it'd start growing. But the Lord has perfect timing, and I'm not worried about it. I have my ear to the Spirit. And I'm going to ask you as a church to put your ear to the Spirit too. Begin to listen to what the Lord's speaking to you about things. The Lord might speak to you about what we're called to do. Keep your ear open. Listen to God. Listen to what he's speaking. I believe that as you do that, we're going to move forward in what God's called us to do. Will you stand to your feet this morning? I know once again, this message is prophetic in nature. And um, it's much about us corporately. However, I'm going to say this again because I want you to hear this and know this. It's not about us. This word, every corporate fulfillment, is personal fulfillment too. You know how the church grows? Because you witness to somebody. That's growth in you. In you. That's growth in you. And from the growth in you, guess what happens to the body? Growth. 
As growth comes, you know what's needed? Finances to continue what God's called us to do. Guess where that's got to come from? Blessings, promotions, raises, favors, checks in the mail, surprise checks in the mail, wills coming to you, uh, 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 medical benefits coming to you. Huh? That's how it happens. So the Lord begins to do it through his people. So will you just lift your hands in this room? Holy Spirit, first off, we say thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for this word. Thank you for what you've spoken and done in this room today. With hands lifted high, we say, personally, here I am. Send me, God. We say, personally, I commit my plans, my purpose, my destiny, my talents, my giftings, and my abilities to you. But then corporately, with in one accord, we also say, this is your church, Father. Do what you want to do. Lord, let no flesh take glory in your presence. And Lord, help us to be sensitive corporately to the word that you speak over us. Help us be sensitive to hear what you're speaking. And then Lord, help empower us to move to where you're taking us. So God, we just thank you. We give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. We give God a hand clap of praise.